Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 45th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. We've got a goalkeeper today, part of the Goalkeepers Union, Vince Bartram, eight appearances for the Wolves between August 1985 and July 1991. Vince, how are you? I'm um, not too bad, thank you, Jase, uh, in these, these difficult times. Yes, most certainly. That's why obviously all of our podcasts of late uh, we, we've done um, obviously via the phone in fact you've listened to a couple haven't you Vince uh, yeah some of the some of the old mates uh, yeah, so just uh, you know, I've had the legal team ready just in case I was mentioned in a few stories I, I got a bit close once or twice I think Mr Birdie was uh, you know he was on my list and uh, obviously <laughs> Dean Edwards so yeah yeah I've listened to a few of them Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good to hear that is Vince very good to hear so um, I, I know obviously you don't live anywhere near the Midlands now, but you was born in Birmingham, wasn't you, Vince? Yeah, Dudley Rhodes, medic, uh, 1968, a uh, long time ago. Yeah, like I say, I've uh, come, a, come a long way. I've lived down in Bournemouth now, but yeah, still, uh, hopefully, you know, I haven't lost all my accent. But, and who did you support growing up? Because I always like to ask this question. Um, next question, you oh. might want to pass on that one, mate. <laughs> I, I didn't know, is it West Brom? Uh, I'm afraid so. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've got um, you know some mitigating evidence, uh, though, you know, to to prove my allegiance. No, I, I, you know, I, I say to people now, I'm a, you know, I was I was a West Brom fan, but I played for for the for the Wolves. Um, you know, I, I look back on sort of the the old times. You know, the the rivalries. You know, I'd love to see the Premier League with Albion, Wolves, Villa, Birmingham. Get them all back in there because that's yeah. what I remember as a kid growing up. And yeah, I, I was you know I was a West Brom fan. Um, you know, season ticket holder with you know the old Regis and, and Cunningham and Batson that you know that I grew up watching them but um, you know uh, when when I went to Wolves uh, you know <laughs> we, I was still my dad was uh, we had tickets in the executive club at, at West Brom so I was, when I was a, a young lad and I wasn't travelling away with the Wolves I'd, I'd go to Wolves one week and then the Albion the next and you know, I, learned, I learned a lot of my game watching watching those games and oh, you know wow. I, I was but, but I will say the day Bully scored the winner in the last minute at the Albion, I did jump up and I celebrated. So I hopefully, you know, hopefully Wolves fans will let me off now with with that one. Oh, they certainly will. Good man, Vince. I genuinely <laughs> didn't know that before I asked the question. By the way, so obviously no, being, no. being born in Birmingham, where did you start your junior football, and how did you get spotted by Wolves? Well, it was I was a bit of a late uh, a late entrant into it. I mean, we we moved around. I was born in Birmingham, but um, you know, I lived in sort of uh, Quinton. Um, uh, moved into sort of Edgebaston for a little bit, and then we moved out to Cannock uh, when I was sort of eight, nine years old. I lived in Cannock for three years, yeah. and then when I was eleven, we moved back to Halesham Starbridge, and I went to a school called Hagley Hagley uh, RC High. And I was, I was a, I wanted to be a centre forward. I thought I was going to be bully or much or something like that in those <laughs> days. Yeah. And um, at thirteen, I just started playing in the school team. Uh, 
you know, just messing around. My mate said, oh, you should play in goals. So, you know, uh, he, he says my career was down to him. He let me sort of go in goals at 13. And then at 15, I joined um, I joined a club called Old Twinford. Uh, yes. They were West Midlands, West Midlands League team in those days, based out of the Dell at Briley Hill. Um, I joined them as an under-15, uh, played for their under-15s, under-16s, played for the, in the Youth Cup for them, um, you know, uh, the under 18s even though I was under 16 yeah. uh, played in their third team in the Dudley Metro combination played in their reserve team in the West Midlands League uh, you know so I was playing men's football at a young age and then uh, right at the end of the, the my under 16 year uh, I, I played no, no be the under seven, no yeah and, uh, under 17 season sorry yeah. um, uh, I played four games in their first team and uh, at that time, unbeknown to me, Wolves were watching um, the Neil Edwards, who yes. was the centre forward for Old Swinford, and yeah. uh, you know, on the back of them watching him, I think Tony Painter and uh, Sammy Chapman, uh, God bless him, um, you know, they invited me down to Wolves. I went along end of season for a, I went with the youth team to Holland for a tournament, and then played a uh, one um, Midland Intermediate game at Castlecroft, and uh, I got invited back. Um, I was I was at school, I was doing A level, so. They signed me initially in eighty. You say I signed in eighty five. I signed on non contract forms, yeah. um, which meant I was still at school. I could go in one day a week, which was a Wednesday, and train. Um, but I played for the, the the youth team, the middle and the intermediate team, and you know started getting more and more games in the reserves wow. in the central league. And then, yeah, and then uh, that was the year that. Um, Wolves went down from the third to the fourth, and then that summer uh, they they offered me um, a pro pro I say a pro contract, of sixty seventy pound a week. But you know, to me it was it was the you know it was everything. I mean, what, um, what, and what what's interesting there, Vince, is you know you didn't really start playing football till thirteen, and, and obviously going in goal, mm-hmm. and then a yeah, few years later yeah. you've, you 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 know you signed at a pro club, and it's quite interesting actually. You mentioned Old Old Winford because obviously that's where Neil Edwards was, as you mentioned. And, yeah. you know, football is the flip of a coin. And the fact that was going to watch Neil and they spotted you as well, you know, he, he yeah. could have gone the other way, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I look back now, you know, I work at Southampton, uh, you know, in the, in the academy. And, uh, uh, you know, I almost feel a bit of a fraud at times because it, it's everything against what I did. You know, I yes. came in the back door, I came in late. Um, you know, Wolves fans would, would know that, Wolves in those days were, you know, they weren't good times for a lot of Wolves fans. You know, they were, you know, the lowest of the low. The first time they ever went down to the fourth division, you know, was it consecutive from the Div yeah. One down to Div Four year after year? You know, so they, they weren't great times. But um, you know, we meant the club couldn't be picky, couldn't be choosy, and uh, you know, they they gave kids like myself the opportunity, and you know, I'll, I'll always be forever grateful for that. Well, you you made your debut in the eighty six eighty seven season, twenty third of. August it was um, we yeah. played Cambridge lost 2-1 at home I mean that season yeah. the goalkeepers were yourself Eric Nixon Scott Barrett Mark Hendel For, from your point of view yeah. Vince did, did, you know I yeah. know you played the opening game but did you see mm. it was going to be a tough job to hold down a first team place uh, oh mate mate the, the first team was <laughs> the last thing on my mind at that stage uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know I, even now I look back and think you know how, how did I even get to blame the first team? You know that, that probably epitomises where Wolves were. So yeah, you've listed those keepers, but the season before, you know, there were three. There was um, Tim Flowers, Scott Barrett, and myself. And yes. then they sold Tim in the summer, and and 
like to say, I, I finished school on the, the Friday. I finished my last exam on the Friday and got the phone call to come into Wolves then on the, the, the Monday morning for the first day pre-season. And I think then on the Friday, so first morning there was Scott Barrett and myself. Yeah. The Friday morning, I think Scott did his um, cartilage. He had to have an operation. So I, I was literally the only keeper at the club. And it was, wow. you know, um, I think there was no, you know, it was Vince Plain. Uh, you know, there was no other option. And then, you know, Brian Little, uh, again, you know, uh, I, I thought a lot of Brian at the time. Um, you know, he gave me a chance and they called me then, then on the Monday and said, look, Vince, you know, you're a young lad and, uh, you know, we think you're a lot of you, but, you know, you're not ready yet. And I was like, you don't need to tell me that. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, not that it was a blessing, but, you know, I, I was still a young kid. I was, you know, I was almost naive about it all in those days. Yes. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't an issue to me. Further down the line, you know, four or five years later where, you know, I hadn't played a game, um, you know, uh, when you start thinking about the the, the time that uh, Stowey came in on loan, and, and um, yeah, uh, you know, Roger Hansbury was probably the one that kicked me, you know, hurt me the most. Um, I thought I, got, I was going to play. Sort of, uh, I don't know, if, was it? Uh, I, can't oh, I was going to mention that actually because the eighty eight eighty nine season, obviously Mark Kendall mm. and then Mike Stoll come, and obviously Stoll, Mickey Stoll was yeah. a great keeper, as we know. But what was strange yeah, was yeah. the signing of Roger Hansbury because it meant that that, yeah. that you didn't get an opportunity, and I thought I thought that yeah. was quite strange too. Well, I, I thought that was about the time I, I, I felt more ready. I'd had a couple of loans. I'd been to Blackpool and played league football. I'd been to Cheltenham and you know uh, experienced the conference, and I, I felt like I would, you know there was the time that you know. Uh, I think um, uh, Kendall got injured. I think he he, he did a knee or something, um, and I thought, oh, I might have half a chance. I don't know. If, yeah. Uh, I think we've, I'm sure we were playing Berry because uh, you know my, my best mate at the time, Darren Wassell, uh, was a Berry young loan from Notts Forest, and I think that you know the Express and Star was you know that they they caught on to it, and I even did an interview. You know that oh you know we could you know uh, school mates might be playing against each other, and and then the Friday morning. You know, Stowey came in the door, which was okay. And but then, you know, I'm thinking, well, Stowey can't play; he's cup tied for the Sherpa Van Trophy. So at least I'm going to play now. Yes, yeah. And then when they brought in a second keeper on loan, I'm thinking, well, hold on, what's the point of me being, you know, being at the club if you know they're going to bring two keepers in ahead of me? Um, and that 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 sort of started the, you know, the I need to I need to help my career. I need to move on and um, you know develop myself. Now, obviously, like I said, we spoke about that first season and they used four keepers uh, throughout the season mm. there was a, a three game spell that you had back in the first team and you probably don't want to be reminded of this Vince and you're probably going to fall out with me but it was 86-87 uh, you played in all three games versus Chorley yeah yeah <laughs> again Jase you know to Wolves fans yeah you know to me like I say my naivety or my lack of experience, you know. Look, look Vince, I just, you know, I, I was saying that tongue in cheek. L listen, you know, hmm. that that was just such. Uh, I think the Wolves team at the time, at that particular time, were very, very low in confidence. And I think on the basis yeah, yeah, that you got yeah. brought in for those three games, Vince, I think you're being chucked under yeah, the bus, really. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, and you know, I think you know all Wolves fans are now. You know, I, I, again, listen to some of your 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 podcasts with some of the other lads that were in in that dressing room and on that coach that night. <laughs> you know, to me, I, 
I've, I remember it that Graham Turner came on after the, the 3-0 up at Burnham Park and you know, I mean, we, you know I think we've done well in the first game you know we, we, we've gone to a difficult place against a, yeah. a difficult non-league team and we've got to you know we've avoided the shot there yes. and then as far as I remember the, the, the replay we just couldn't score you know we played them off the park we we, we Got a goal. Was it Matty Foreman scored? Okay, uh, was it? Uh, yes, yes, that someone was, scored. That was the one-all draw at Mollingwood. Yeah, and, and then, then and then the, 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 the equaliser was to me. The equaliser was about ten yards offside. You know, I still remember to this day. So you know, yeah. then we've gone up there and you know, whatever we didn't perform on the night. Um, but I remember. Graham Turner coming on the coach after and saying, you know, keep your heads up, lads, this club's moving forward and it's starting tomorrow. And I, the way I remember it was the next day, you know, we signed Bully and um, Tomo yeah. and, you know, the, the rest the rest history. I mean, that that's amazing, really. And, it, and it's right. So we lost 3-0 to a non-league side and, and really that is the lowest we could have possibly gone. And then you're quite right. Bully and Tomo were in the crowd that day and the, but the probably yeah. wasn't even a big crowd. And and yeah, obviously yeah. They, they watched the three 0 defeat. They're thinking, what have we come to? And that really was the the, the start of the resurgence. Um, the the next season, eighty seven, eighty eight, must have been frustrating for you, Vince, because Mark Kendall had come in. He wasn't ever present. We walked the league once again. Mm. It, it, you know, it's great the fact that yes, there was a, a you know a great cup run. We got to Wembley in the Sherpa Van Trophy and subsequently won it. Like I said, walked the league. Yeah. It must have been so frustrating watching now, Vince, because you want to be a part of it, don't you? It wasn't frustrating, mate. JC, you know, it was. I was. Uh, uh, I was playing professional football. I was a uh, number two. You know, Kendo came in. He was, uh, you know, experienced and he was brilliant. Um, Kendo was great with me. He, yeah. you know, uh, even though I was there with Tim, and you know, Tim was good, but he was a young lad and he was worrying about himself. Kendo was probably the first one that came in um, as as the number one, and he, he sort of I put his arm around, but he he, he guided me and he showed me and you know I used to watch him and you know I, I used to you know I learned from him I learned a lot from him and obviously Eric Steele um, we, we were getting, you know he was coaching us twice a week and yeah. you know it was it was my education it was my football and like I say because maybe because I started later and I was I was you know I know I was um, not young and naive and I needed to learn I, you know I was I was happy to be uh, you know the backup or the number two or watching on a Saturday and you know um, but you know to, to then go to be on the bench for the Sherpa Van Trophy to go to the Mercantile Credit you know to just be a part of training you know day in day out with these lads you know I, I tell the story to my keepers now even later on when I was third choice and you know Grand Turner you know, we used to do a Thursday morning session it was the same every Thursday morning it was nine nine chipping into the keeper's hands and 1v1s you know and because I was the third choice I think in those days there might have been Kendo and, and um, Stowie or, or Stowie and Tony Lang you know as, as the young third choice I used to play out I used to mark bully in training and I used to have <laughs> Kendo and, but, but mate I learned more from that about communicating to my, to my back four because Kendo and Stowie used to do it to me so yes. it, you know I, even then I was learning stuff so um, you know, it, like I say, the, the decision was when did when did I make that decision? That yeah, like you say, eventually it did get frustrating, yes. um, but not not for those the first three or four years. It, it was my education, mate. And, and what what was your what was your relationship like with Graham Turner, Vince? Um, uh, I, I think you know I respected him. You know, he was 
he was a proper old fashioned what I call an old fashioned manager. You respected him. You know, you, you, you used to knock on his door and you know, it was like shaking in your boots times so, oh, I've got to go and see the gaffer, you know, yeah. it, was, it was like that. But, you know, absolute utmost respect for, for him as a manager, for him uh, what you know, how he turned the club around. Um, you know, and I think he respected me. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure he was, uh, you know, he was he was upset when I left the club, especially in the, the manner that we did. You know, went to a tribunal, and you know that was an experience. And uh, you know, uh, when Harry read that, turned around and said he was going to pay the, you know, what the tribunal offered. You know, Graham turned around and said, yeah, yeah, that's no surprise. So I think he, he respected me, and I respected him. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't top of his. Um, uh, you know, list of priorities because you know he'd got he'd got his, his you know experienced players and the lads were doing the job for him in the first team that were his priorities. But I think through people like Gary Pendry and, and Barry Powell, um, you know, I, 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 I think you know I I earned my place and um, you know we all knew where we stood. Yeah, I didn't actually know that story about the tribunal. What happened there, Vince? Uh, well, I'm probably jumping ahead of where you want to no, go. No, don't worry, don't worry. That's fine. So I was out, I was out of contract. Um, you know, we'll, I think we'll, we'll talk about the the end of the, the, the my last season at Wolves yes. uh, in a bit. Um, but I, you know, I turned the contract down, um, which in those days meant you used to send a pink slip away to the the. F- PFA or the, the Football League or whatever and then you just waited for the phone to ring um, I didn't have an agent in those days um, literally a couple of days before the, the, the new season was due to, pre-season was due to start, I got a phone call from um, this guy, uh, London accent uh, said hi, this is Harry Redknapp um, you know, would you like to come down to Bournemouth and talk to us um, so, you know, because I was a free agent I was unable to go down, well I'm not, not a free agent but because yeah. I was at a contract um, so I went down to Bournemouth and I trained with them for a week. Uh, they offered me um, terms that I was happy with, but they had to agree a fee with with uh, with Wolf. So um, the, uh, we, <laughs> I got in a car with uh, with Harry and the, the chairman of Bournemouth at the time and drove three hours at the uh, the A thirty four and the M forty to Villa Park. Um, you know they held it in a nice neutral venue, Villa Park for us. So yeah. um, and you know you got people from the football league and. You know, I put my case to them, and then Wolves put their case to them, and then Harry put their case. And I think Wolves wanted two hundred thousand or something. And right. Bournemouth were offering thirty-five, and um, the tribunal set it at sixty sixty-five thousand. I think it was. Oh, okay. And um, Harry, yeah, Harry went out, and and I'm sat in this room all on my own, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going back to Bournemouth or I'm coming back to Wolves. So, uh, but then Harry came back in and said, yeah, we'll we'll pay the money. Now, so, I mean, we'll, we'll have to rewind a little bit now because so the 1991 season, um, you played yeah. the last four games. Um, yeah. And then, so, I didn't know this, so they'd offered you a contract. So, do you, do you think the door yeah. was still open at Wolves then, Vince? Well, like I say, so I, I, I was actually, I don't know if you know, Stary got in, uh, injured against West Brom. Um, I, I don't know if he did his, his ligaments or his cruciate or something, um, but it, it was a bad one. He got stretched off. Yeah. And I was actually I was actually on loan to West Brom at the time. I'd got yes. us cover. 
um, to where, you know, for, uh, you know, I was part of the West Brom squad that night. Um, and then Stoey got carried off and Tony Lang was the number two then. Uh, and, you know, the, the, uh, the gaffers sort of said, look, you know, we're calling you back straight away. We need you. Uh, I came back and Lange, I think it was probably three games, Lange played, didn't have a great time. And, um, and uh, you know, the, the, the gaffer pulled me and he said, uh, you know, you're going to play the last four games of the season. Um, and, uh, you know, I came in, I felt I did really well. Yeah. And, and again, in those days, different times, you used to, the, the last game of the season, you, the, the, you'd wait till the Monday morning and then you'd get a letter drop through your letterbox on the Monday morning, record a delivery, you know, whether you'd been offered a, a new contract or not. And Wolves, uh, you know, I was on 175, I've been at Wolves six years and I was on 175 pounds and they turned around and offered me 500 pounds and a two year deal to stay. Uh, you know, and then I'm thinking, oh, you know, yes, they want they want me to stay as a number two, um, but you know, I, I knew I, I needed to go and play to you know to yes. further my career. I mean, that 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 is the frustration behind it. You know, it's it's eight appearances and effectively five years, but. You did have some uh, loan spells at Blackpool, Cheltenham, and as you've said, West Brom. You know, how yeah. refreshing was it to go out and finally get some first-team football, Vince, on a sustained basis? Uh, yeah, I mean, Blackpool especially, because it was the, the football league. Um, but, you know, like all the... Even, even going back, the, the, you know, it was developing and, you know, playing playing central league games, you know. Even then, you know, uh, I mean, Harry spotted me playing against Liverpool, you know, he'd come to watch Jamie Redknapp, um, you know, his son playing for Liverpool and um, I think we got, you know, we got done 7-1 and, you know, uh, you know, I said to Harry, you know, where did you spot me? And he said, oh, I just came to see Jamie play and um, he said, I remember Liverpool winning seven and this kid in the Wolves goal did all right and he said, I saw your name and said, I don't even know if it was you that was playing, but, you know, I saw that you were available and thought that might have been you. So, really? You know, yeah, yeah. So you know, like I say, it, even though I wasn't playing first team, I was playing football. And when yes. you're playing for a professional team, and especially a club that had, you know was was building again and rebuilding, and you know we'd gone from being Div Four to the second division or the Championship as yeah. is now. You know, the club had developed, and um, you know, sort of my stature even within the club had developed. So you yes. know, I'd, I'd move forward myself and along with the club as well. So Harry Redknapp, so that game, you obviously let yeah. seven in, and it's a good yeah. job. You, it's a good job he didn't keep a clean sheet. Vince, he might not have been interested. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been at Real Madrid, mate, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that the oh, this is a great move, obviously, then to Bournemouth because I believe mm. you worked under Harry Redknapp and Tony Pulis, didn't you? Yeah, well, so when I've gone to, uh, you know, uh, Harry Simon and Tony was his first team coach. Um, yeah. And then uh, at the end of that season, Harry left and Tony took over. You know, it was Tony's first job. So, yeah, yeah, worked, uh, worked with both of them. And over 100 games, I believe, it, uh, for, for Bournemouth, Vince. Yeah, well, I think in three seasons, I'm missed three games uh, three wow. first team games in three years um, you know so you know and, and you know going back you say about Wolves I played eight, eight first team games you know I, I must have played 200 reserve games and youth yes. team games so, you know um, you know, it's 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 the experience that you get. Not just you know. Yes, you read about the first team and you go on Wikipedia and you see everyone's stats for the first team. But you know, there's a lot of lads got a lot more, a lot of experience. Um, you know, of football at, at levels below that as well. Oh, look, to be honest, Vince, look, you've lived the dream. I, I say eight, <laughs> I say eight appearances because you know, obviously that's first thing. But you're quite right and. 
I've done a podcast with Colin Taylor. And for Colin, yeah, obviously, yeah. you would have played a lot of reserve games with Colin. Now, yeah, yeah. Colin was a real talent, but the problem for Colin yeah. was very similar to you. You had, obviously, Mark Kendall and Mike Stahl in front of you. Um, yeah. He had Bully and Muchie, and once again, well, yeah. he must yeah, have played you know, hundreds of reserve games, and, you know, he had to take the opportunity yeah. when he could. Yeah, yeah. And then, like I say, you know, I, I, the time was right for me to go. And yes. I, I got good advice, um, you know, even people like Eric Steele, you know, uh, you know, people probably lamenting for saying it, but, you know, he, he was my goal. He was my goalkeeping coach at Wolves but he was the one saying to me Vince you've got to go and play you've got to play first team football yeah. um, you know and um, I've had it I've had it myself with lads in our academy that you know that they get a new deal and a couple of years later you know they've they've dwindled away and you think oh I should have I should have been strong I should have I should have advised him you know yeah you, 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 know, you take the contract and you sign you know you get two years of comfort but really, maybe you've been better pushing yourself and yes. going and playing, and maybe a lesser deal. But you're playing, and but you're getting that exposure, and that's every 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 player has, has these decisions. You know, I, when I left Bournemouth to go to Arsenal, you know, I had the choice, the chance to go to Leicester or Arsenal, and you know, it almost came down to tossing a coin because you've got the chance of first team football or the chance of going to one of the you know the biggest clubs in in the world but you know you're going to play number two to England's goalkeeper so you know you, you have those decisions to make you see that's the thing Vince I, I suppose really your time at Wolves almost kept you in good stead because you you was happy by your own admission mm. being number two which is great and you know mm. like I said Bournemouth you've cut your teeth there over 100 first team games you know you missed yeah. three games in three seasons and then this almighty move to Arsenal. I mean, where did that come from, Vince? Well, I, you know, even before that, uh, there was, you know, um, there was talk of Forrest and um, uh, Blackburn. Kenny Dalglish flew down. You know, Harry was telling me uh, he'd left, but he's like, he's ringing me and saying, oh, "I'm bringing Kenny Dalglish down to watch you this week." And wow. um, you know, I, I heard Blackburn apparently made an offer of four hundred thousand for me. You know, so it, it, it you know, the, uh, I, I, I built my reputation. You know, yes. I, I was playing regular, and you know. Uh, Tony was helping and saying, you know, I was one of the best keepers in the in the lower leagues, and um, you know, so uh, in in those days, uh, you know, the, the top clubs were looking for, you know, if they needed a, a number two at Arsenal, they were looking for the best young or youngish, even though I was twelve. 27 when I went there they'd look at the the, the, the lower leagues in England um, yeah. you know I'm not sure it happened nowadays you got to be you got to be an international to to even be in the first team sports nowadays I mean Vince uh, you know uh, I think it was George Graham that signed you I believe and you, then you played under yeah. Bruce Rioch and Arsene Wenger now you're quite right yeah. I, think, I think what they're looking for is you know you've played at that point over 100 league games and so mm. that you know they're now you've obviously proved your worth and, and cut your teeth um, yeah. Huge move. I mean, what was it like to all of a sudden go to a club like Arsenal when literally a few years before you'd you'd been at Olds Winford, you'd been at Wolves. I mean, it must you must yeah. be pinching yeah. yourself. Well, the, I mean, you know, the, I, I went. With, I've got an agent by the by these days, and yep. you know, I went. To, they took me to go to Highbury, and um, uh, the the chief scout Steve Burke. Burke oh, I'll get this mixed up. Who was the Tottenham man? Uh, Keith Burton uh, Yes, uh, sorry, Keith the Burton Steve Burton Shaw and Keith Birkinshaw, is that right? Yeah. 
there's Steve Birkinshaw was the chief scout at Arsenal under George Graham, and uh, right. he, he showed me around Highbury. The, you know, the, you, you walk into the, those marble halls and the changing yeah. rooms, and you go out. And, you know, the only time I've been to Highbury was for the, the two West Brom semi-finals in '79 and, and '81. You know, I've never <laughs> been down there before, so you know, to walk around and, and then you go into George Graham's office, and you know, oh my God, you know, it's it like a you know, uh, this desk was the biggest thing I've ever seen, and uh, you know, and then George. Graham, you know, looks at you and says, I don't know, you know, it, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was a no-brainer. And, and you obviously played a few games for, I believe, oh, I'm probably getting this wrong in my stats, was your debut for, oh, actually, no, I don't know your debut, I know you played away at, uh, at Newcastle, I believe, uh, I think. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, my, deb- sure. my debut was, well, I, I came on, Dave Seaman got injured in the Coca-Cola Cup or Carling Cup, whatever it was, yeah. um, just for half-time, we played Sheffield Wednesday at Highbury, and I came on sort of five minutes before half-time, and, um, you know, it was the most nervous I've ever been, you know, sort of running on, you know, I ran past Ian Wright, and he's just laughing at me, and, you know, <laughs> oh my God, so, and somehow I managed to get through to half-time, and then second half, I've made a few saves, and... Uh, yeah, and then the Saturday I made my debut. We played Forest away, drew two-two. Um, you know, Stuart Pearce and uh, the likes of that. Forest in those days. Um, yeah, and so I, I had a little run of, I had two little runs basically. Um, Seaman popped a rib. Um, you know, missed four or five games. Yeah, and then he came back, and then he, you know, he redid the rib uh, just after Christmas, and I had another run of four or five games. But you know, I, I had a spell where I played Man United away, Blackburn away. You wow. know, with Shearer and. Sutton and Newcastle um, you know so yeah yeah, and, and then that for two seasons I was involved every week uh, you know either on the bench or you know travelling with the, with the first team squad Wow and, and, and Arsene Wenger I mean what's he mm. liked to work under because you know he was way ahead of his time as we know uh, you know yeah. he'd done a fantastic job at Arsenal I think towards yeah. the end you know some of the Arsenal fans were giving him grief which I just could not understand because what he'd yeah. what yeah. he brought to Arsenal what he'd done he absolutely changed the club what was he like to work under Vince yeah, I mean, it, it, it was strange for me because um, so the, the start of the season he came in, uh, Bruce Rowett was still there, and I, I, so I again I was back in the out of contract. Um, they'd offered me a, a deal to stay. They'd offered me one year to stay. Um, you know, and again I'd, I felt you know okay, I've, I've had the, the high of Arsenal. I felt it was now time to move. You know, go and find a, maybe a championship club or something like that, and uh, you know start playing again. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the first game of pre-season, I, I got injured and I dislocated my collarbone. And they were saying I was going to be out for anything between three and 12 months. Um, so the start of the season, there was um, Dave Seaman, myself and a lad called Lee Harper. who um, went on to play for QPR and, uh, you know, a few other clubs. Yeah. Um, there were three of us. By the time I'm fit again, the manager's gone. Uh, uh, Arsene Wenger's come in. They'd signed um, a lad called um, Alex Manninger and they brought uh, John Lukic back to the club. So <laughs> I've, I've come out of, you know, I'm trying to get fit and I'm joint fourth choice, you know, fourth or fifth choice yeah. uh, on a week-to-week contract and, you know, looking looking to move away. So, um, I, I, you know, yes, uh, you know, um, Wenger came 
in and uh, I experienced him. You know, he, he was ahead of his time. Uh, you know, some of the medicine, medical stuff, the fitness stuff, the, the yeah. diet, um, you know, and he, he, he ch totally changed the, the food and uh, the, uh, the the fluid, the, you know, the, 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 the fluid, the, the hydration. I bet he changed the fluid because if after you've been training on the car park at Wolves, then gone down the Mermaid for a few pints. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. Well, well, honestly, the, one of the first things he did, he made the uh, the players' lounge a dry bar. My missus cried, but, you know, she couldn't get a drink in the bar. So, uh, you know, there's a few players that finished their careers, I tell you. Oh, but that's what I mean. He, he was one of the first. Now, I think it's, you know, standard practice. I don't, I don't think there's uh, a players' lounge in the country that uh, think of serving a beer. Um, but, you know, back, back in the old days at Wolves, we, we used to go to the cash and carry on a Friday to get some beers to, to raise some funds, uh, you know, in the players' lounge on a Saturday. So Brilliant. That, that, that's, you know, that, that's how times have changed. I mean, what what was that like, actually, that, that period training on the car park at Wolves? Um, because uh, as a goalkeeper, you know, was you diving about or...? There was a heck of no chance of that. I didn't dive about on grass, let alone on concrete. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, you know, there was little fun things and, the, you know, the, the goals would put a couple of cones down that, like literally two or three yards apart and some days I'd stand in the middle of it and try and block some, but, you know, if it was yeah. a cold Friday morning and, you know, Bully was on the other team, he thought, no, no, I'll go and play up front today. So, um, yeah, it, it was great. I mean, it, you know, you look back, you know, if, if you showed i don't know i don't know i never seen many pictures of it or you know even video footage of it but if, if you showed some of the, the players now what we what we did on a friday morning they, they they wouldn't believe you they wouldn't believe that you know the the first team squad in what was effectively the championship in those days would train on a friday morning on and not just a car park it was like slippy shingly stones we moved the cars out of the car but honestly it, it, it was brilliant for team spirit and there was the yellow jersey that if you're the worst player on the friday you got your name on this jersey and we kept it all year so by the end of the season it was oh it was disgusting you know oh, but God. you know you know from a team spirit point it, it, it was uh, again you know the ground you know Graham turner was you know, i don't want to say ahead of his time but he came with something that that worked for the club the right yes. thing at the right time and that's what good managers do i mean to be honest vince with the car park you say about the players of today playing on there they wouldn't even park their Bentleys on there mate I might get a bit of dust on it or do something so, an so, yeah. after Arsenal it was uh, I believe loan spells at Huddersfield and Gillingham and then it, eventually it was a permanent move to Gillingham where you, you spend yeah. six years I mean you know yeah. was the, that was the back end of your career but in all um, 19 yeah. years as a pro that, that must make you very proud Vince Oh, absolutely, mate. And uh, you know, I say to you know, when I coach the kids uh, you know, at the, the academy now, you know, if, if they have a career of nineteen years, they're, they're going to be very rich people now because yes, you know, the, the money in the game, um, you know, especially at the top level, it's it's ridiculous. You know, the, the figures you can only dream of. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like I say, nineteen years. Apart from um, that that first year where I don't I don't really count me. You know, I wasn't uh, involved in the squad at all at the first team level in those days yeah. that's the only relegation I was ever involved in um, you know never got relegated wow. you know and then like I say going to Gillingham you know I achieved a promotion a couple of Wembley appearances and 
you know, uh, the, they from a professional pride point, that, that was probably the pinnacle of, you know, uh, of my playing, of my, my senior playing career, definitely. Wow. And and what jobs have you done since football, Vince? Because I know you're involved in football now. I mean, have you ever worked yeah. outside of football? Yeah, yeah. So when I first finished, um, Andy Hessenthaler was the Gillingham manager and I, I broke my wrist in five places in a game and I had to retire. And uh, you know, I remember going into the office to tell him and you know, he said to me, you know, do you want to stay in the game? And I'd had another, you know, I was like, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to get out of the game. Uh, I needed a break from it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then you start looking for work. Um, I, was, I was living in Essex at the time. Um, you know, we knew, we'd, my, my missus is from Bournemouth and we knew, you know, it's a beautiful part of the world. We, we'd always want to move back here. Um, but we had, there was a few issues with the house we had in Essex subsidence so you know I had to find a job I ended up um, working in band shops for William Hill uh, that was an experience uh, you know, I've been uh, you know deputy manager taking five peak bets and you know working out rule falls and stuff like that uh, moved back down to Bournemouth then and uh, got a job as a, a sales executive selling voxels uh, yeah. the main dealership in Bournemouth and yeah, that was fun, and you know, arguing over finance and <laughs> deals and cars and stuff like that. And then the the opportunity to get back into football came initially with Bournemouth, and and, and I set up my own little coaching company uh, yeah. Saturday mornings, and you know, uh, started from the bottom, and you know, really learnt a lot doing that. Um, I actually, coached the under nines at Bournemouth for a, they're a centre of excellence for a season. Worked the uh, the first team boys the year Bournemouth had the seventeen point deduction. I was working with the, the keepers twice a week, yeah. um, and and then you know moved on to Portsmouth initially, and then I've been at Southampton for for ten years in the academy. I mean, how difficult is it, Vince? And I do ask this question when when you've retired from football, um, and and to be honest, you, you was quite honest, and as much as you know, you'd had enough of the game to a certain degree. Mm. How difficult mm-hmm. is it to then be taking you know? bets on horses and to be you know trying to sell someone an astro who can't afford it or whatever you know yeah you know the, yeah, the date, how did especially after just a few years before you're training under arsene wenger um you yeah. know you, you 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 on the bench or even playing in the premier league or on the bench yeah. in front of 40 50 000 people to all of a sudden it's mm. gone is that difficult vince um i think everyone you know you read some of the stories that you know a lot about mental health nowadays and um, you know I was lucky I, you know I, I just uh, I'm whether uh, you know I, I, maybe I don't care enough about it maybe I should um, maybe if I if no, I you do um, no, you know, it, I just got on with it, mate. You know, like I say, I needed a job. I needed, to, I needed did some work. Um, yeah. You know, uh, maybe I was a bit naive again. Maybe I'm naive in things. I thought I was going to get into the, you know, the, the William Hill, and I was going to be the, the the one, the man that set all the football odds, and I was going to work my way to the top of the, yeah, the football yeah. odds. And you know, and then you know, after a few weeks, you realise, oh, don't know, all I'm ever going to do is manage a, a betting shop. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's it's their life experience. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not a believer in regretting things that you do and decisions you make. You, you know, you make a decision, you, you get on with it and you make the best of it. Yes. Um, it brings me on, really, to quite an important point, um, Vincent. We did speak about this 
before the interview and you know i told you my story i lost my wife to a very aggressive form of breast cancer um, yeah uh, triple yeah. negative breast cancer she died at 33 after being battling triple, triple negative was it yeah triple negative yeah. after battling yeah. the illness for two years and um i know yeah uh, you're obviously your wife's tracy she was an international netball player um yeah but i know she uh she got diagnosed with breast cancer as well didn't she vince yeah, it, um, you know, it's terrible hearing your story. You know, it's um, Trace was you know, the same triple negative. Um, okay. You know, we we were lucky. We found we found it early. It, it, we'd um, we'd been up to some friends, Paul Dickoff, uh, a yeah. good mate of mine, um, you know, Man City, and that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually scored the the equaliser. His most important goal. He scored. My best mate, best mate, scored it against me at Wembley, and it's made him a hero. So. Every time I go to Manchester now, I'm I'm like, yeah, that's only there because of me, sort of thing. But, you know, we we'd been up there for the New Year and we came back and we were at home, we were having a kiss and a cuddle, and I was like, oh, what's that? And she just felt this, and she's like, oh, oh you got me worried now. Back go and see a doc, and you know, within within a couple of weeks, uh, she'd been diagnosed, um, uh, and you know, had the had the treatment, the chemo, radiotherapy, she yeah. had, uh, and a knot. Unfortunately, the chemo. You know, really zapped it and and hit it. So the the, the operation, you know, was a, yeah. was a smaller one than it could have been. Um, and you know, fortunately, she you know she uh, was uh, given the all clear. Um, and like I say, that's that's you know coming up ten years ago now. So touch wood. Oh, um, you know, it's yeah we're. You know, we've, we, you know, to hear people like yourselves that, uh, you know, it, it's gone the other way. It's, you know, it makes us, you know, so appreciative. And, you know, it, it's getting the message out there. You know, she, my wife works for the, the, the local air ambulance, the uh, Dorset and Somerset Air Ambulance and, you know, charities and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the cancer charities. And, you know, we, we've we've done a couple of charity nights and Brilliant. we've raise money for the for the, the breast cancer locally and the, the air ambulance and it, you know things like this it, it makes you appreciate everything oh it does vince and you know what you know what while there's listeners on because it affects men as well although not as many i think it's 400 men a year get diagnosed but it's fifty-five thousand <coughs> women in the uk yeah, yeah. which is over a thousand yeah. a week and eleven thousand yeah. are dying i'm just so pleased vince that, that your wife tracy um you know made a full recovery and and you know it's nice to end on a positive note with that story that um, yeah yeah she's she's still here to nag me mate yeah but she was an international yeah. netball player wasn't she vince yeah back in the day she was uh yeah she um <laughs> so I, I met her down here she was like playing for england and you, know, yeah. you know they were they were you know the word damn it her, um, you know they, they were an amateur sport in those days yes. um but she you know she was yeah she was the, up there, she was uh, the um, goal goal attack. So she was one of the the um, you know the, the the stars of the team. Um, you know she she's been to Australia and New Zealand and South Africa, the Caribbean with with her sport. Um, played in the World Championships. You know the the, the top level. Um, and then she yeah about was it ninety six about the year that Gaza missed out on England. Um, you know she missed out on the um, I don't know if it's the Commonwealth Games or the World. You know and there was a girl called Tracy Neville. Took a place and you know uh, yeah so yeah yeah but um, you know back yeah back in the day we were we were the we were the stars of Bournemouth you know Bournemouth number one and, uh, and England's goal shooter so so if you and the missus ever have an argument now she can chuck in that she was an international player and you weren't. Oh, oh, be careful when you say chuck it. <laughs> <laughs> 
because you know neither of us can catch anything. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she says she you know she made it to international, so she's she's got the uh, she's got the, uh, the the one over me on that one. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Vince, listen. You know, thank you for your time today. Um, you know, we've obviously diversified uh, throughout your career. You've had a fantastic career. You know, you've lived the dream. We say eight appearances for Wolves, but you've wore the shirt. You wore it with pride. Um, and we knew we could always rely on you between the sticks. So, Vince, thank you ever so much for your time today. And we hope to have you back on the Wolf Whistle soon. Cheers, Jace. It's been a pleasure. Nice talking to you, mate. Thank you.